Welcome to Spectrum Sundays. I am Francesca D'Alessandro, Miss Thousand Islands of New York, serving my community through AAA appreciation and awareness for autism. I'm also a speech language pathologist with a master's degree from the University at Buffalo. And I am Megan Sinisi, Miss Pennsylvania 2021 and the founder of a nonprofit organization for autism titled From a New Perspective. I am also a speech language pathologist with a master's degree from the University of Missouri. Everyone deserves to feel accepted and included in every space that they walk in. Our series aims to inspire you to advocate for yourself and on behalf of your loved ones. And we are so grateful that you're here with us today. Ben Hartranth is the president of Benergy One Presentations, whose mission is to promote kindness, inspiration, and achievement through education. Ben has presented his message of inclusion and kindness at over 40 schools and businesses, sharing his story of being nonverbal at the age of two to now being a full-time public speaker. Ben's dreams keep coming true, from being a guest on the Ellen Show and carrying the Lombardi Trophy at the ring ceremony for the Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl championship, to now being hired as game day staff for the Eagles. Visit Benergy1.com to learn more about Ben's story and how to have him present for your organization. So I noticed when going through your Instagram, performing is one of your hobbies, and you recently posted a video of you singing the national anthem. Uh, I also love singing, so I took a listen, and it sounded great. It was beautiful. And that was at the baseball game for the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. It can be very difficult, let me say, singing live because the feedback from the microphone can kind of mess with your perception, but you did such a great job with that. So I was wondering if you could elaborate a little bit about your singing performance history or maybe some other hobbies that you enjoy doing. So that was my first major week, minor week game. Like I've never done it. I've done it in high schools. Like I've sung through like in churches, high schools. Like I'm, I've always, um, I've done groups at like the Phillies and the, um, um, like I did a group performance, like of the National Anthem, like a group at the Phillies and the Phantoms game, but I'd never done it solo. So it was my first solo performance ever in a minor league game. And I was not nervous at all. You know, I love singing. Um, singing is one of my things. I, um, I'm a tenor, so um, it's pretty incredible. Um, and I'm working for more opportunities to do more public speaking and to sing as well. So if you know any places like at the Bills or the uh, or your school or I don't care, maybe the pageants. If you ever need a singer to sing the National Anthem, let me know. I'll come. That's a great idea. And, you know, we did chat a little bit about maybe getting you into the Altoona Curve. So I think that would be so amazing to come to that minor league field. Yeah. Yeah. I should reach out to them. But of course, they're a Pirates affiliate. So that kind of goes against your Phillies. That's fine. <laughs> Allegiance. That's fine. But it's fine. And I give you so much credit. And Fran, you too. I, last week, uh, I announced something at a baseball stadium and that feedback just threw me off just through announcing. So I can't even imagine singing the national anthem. Um, but Ben, we wanted to also ask you about the incredible accomplishment that you had of being invited to the Ellen show. How did you become a guest on her show and what all did you talk about together? So funny story, Megan, I actually, I actually got to um, meet. um, So it took me three and a half years to get on Ellen and literally um, I won homecoming king. And I said to my parents, mom, I want to get on Ellen. 
Ben, I don't know. I don't know if you can do it. And I'm like, okay. So 40 people wrote in. So many people wrote in. And I tweeted at her, Instagrammed her, did everything. We were coming home from Six Flags. I got a call on my cell phone from Burnbank, California. And I'm like, well, is this Ben? <laughs> is this the Ellen show? It was one of the producers. And I was like, oh my gosh. And they said, you're sworn to secrecy. You're not allowed to tell anybody. And I'm like, okay. So me and my parents did a Zoom interview. And they asked me a bunch of questions. And the next day they emailed me and they said, we want more pictures, more information. And then six weeks later, they said, we want to do another Skype interview. Week later, they called and they said, we want you out here next week. Okay. Are you serious? And they said, um, as thank you, you're not gonna meet Ellen. We want you, we want you to be on the Ellen too, but and you're not gonna meet Ellen. You're gonna probably you're gonna be on the Ellen too. And I'm like, okay. So my and I said, can we schedule? Because my mom just had knee surgery and they said no. So me and my dad flew out to California together, and my mom couldn't go. And we got out there and um we got to the studio the day of the studio came and the producer said, Glenn, I need to talk to you. So they said, oh, wait, this is what's really going to happen. So they told me John Dorboss is doing the Ellen tube taping with me. But my dad knew that I was going to be Ellen. My dream was about to come true. So I went down to um, meet with John. And me and John were talking. And I hear this pause. And I go, I love Ellen. And then Ellen comes on. And I scream. It was pretty incredible. And I got to hug her and meet her. Oh my gosh. Well, I have looked up to her for so long. She's number one, just so funny, but she is a huge advocate for being kind to one another. So I think, you know, you must've stood out to her because that's all that you live by. And I have two comments about this story that you shared. Um, Number one, you are so persistent and you never give up on anything. But number two, when people tell you that you can't do something, you're kind of like, well, you just wait and watch and I'll show you that. <laughs> and I, I was also going to mention that. I think that's so inspirational. Definitely a very consistent message from you, Ben. Thank you. Thank you. That's really means a lot to me. I mean, Ellen, I mean, I love being on Ellen. I mean, I would love to go on her final season this year. Um, we got to get me on one more time. One more time. <laughs> that would be great. And maybe we can make it happen for you, Ben. Maybe oh we can come along with you next time, Ben. Oh my gosh. You imagine bringing the pageant out to Ellen. Oh my gosh. I would live. You should tell the pageants to all write to Ellen or write to some other people and tell them. Listen, gotta get this there thing. are a lot of us, so we could write a lot of letters. And oh. if it worked for you, it might work for us. Yeah. I actually, she does follow me on Twitter and Instagram. So I should tweet at her and say, Hey, why have you not brought me back on the show yet, Ellen? <laughs> <laughs> We're just in the presence of a true celebrity here. <laughs> I still, I would still look at that photo right there, which is my Ellen photo. Actually, it's my home screen too. So I love this home screen. I don't know if I showed you my home screen. And Ben, I don't think we mentioned or we discussed it, but how long ago did this happen? It happened in 2018 when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Okay. So they gave me um, Universal tickets, Eagles game day tickets. Helmet signed by the whole team and ten thousand dollars for the Eagles Walking Challenge. Wow. I know. That's amazing. I know. 
Well, switching gears a little bit. Francesco and Megan should be best friends. So switching gears a little bit, both Megan and I are speech language pathologists. So we, what it's common to say we have a master's in communication. So we really understand that uh, when the term nonverbal is used, it doesn't mean that you have nothing to say or you don't understand anything around you. So you mentioned that you were classified as nonverbal as a young child, but you had many things to say um, and you were able to turn that into a career for yourself as a full-time public speaker. So what things helped you bridge that gap between not speaking at all to now speaking in front of schools and inspiring so many people around you? So, you know, what's funny. I mean, God brings me to the right people at the right time. And, you know, when I was a kid, um, my parents uh, had a hearing issue. So they took me to the doctor and everything was, and they thought it was, everything was going to be okay. A child should only know 200 words, but I would do 20. A speech therapist taught me how to talk. Her name was Miss Paul Barson. Um, she worked at the Children's, she works at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, and she taught me how to talk. Today, I just talk and talk, and there's no off button on me. Another successful story was um, I didn't, the school gave up on me and they said, you're never going to read or write. And God brought me to the right person at the right time. Her name was Miss Nicole. And my teacher, Miss Christine Brown at the Talk Institute, taught me, caught, taught me from a kindergarten to a second grade reader two years, two years at the school. If I didn't know how to read, I would never know how to drive. So I drive and I also know how to um, talk. I know how to do public speaking, which is really incredible. Um, I know how to read. I know how to text and type, which is really incredible. I've broken barriers. Um, people said, you're never going to drive. I broke, I proved them wrong. You're never going to read. I proved them wrong. You're never, I don't think you're ever going to win homecoming king. Prove them wrong. So anybody, Go ahead. anybody can say anything. You prove them wrong. Like I said, I really want to work in the Eagles. I don't think it's ever going to happen. It did. I proved everybody wrong. <laughs> And I love that you said um, that you can't drive without reading and you can't send text messages without reading because I have students who are around that same age, kindergarten through fourth grade, and they say, oh, what's the point of reading? Why do I have to do this? But it comes up in our everyday lives, whether we realize it or not. So it's so important to work on some of those skills, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing, Ben, a lot of what you mentioned about people telling you what you couldn't do or what you would never be able to do, I think that's really reflective of how our society is not always inclusive to people on the spectrum. So as advocates, Francesca and I always are trying to find ways to make the world a more inclusive place for people with autism. So um, we wanted to know maybe what some of your challenges were growing up, things that were hard for you, but then also how you have turned those into a positive or what we can do to make those things less difficult for people on the spectrum. You brought up a very great point. So growing up, I go to a church. Um, I grew up going to a small little church and I felt like there, I didn't make a lot of friends. And, you know, God brought me to the right people at the right time and it was called the, uh, it's called Calvary Salvation. They have a great disability ministry. So they have like disability ministries from like from 15 to 35. And you know, it's other just other ministries out there, right? Bridge and um, um, Bethesda. Um, I'm so thankful for like um, other ministries as well. Whatever. There's other ministries out there, like um, like See Jesus, which is incredible. Um, 
and you know um, how can we change the world um, to help other people um, just making sure uh, there's other great groups out there uh, I mean just like networking and we need more social groups out there and I think we need more um, like more making more friends and um, a lot of parents don't know about like what Pennsylvania has and more like secondary insurance stuff um, and if you ever want to call me or reach out to me you can always call me you can always pick my mom's brain or pick my brain on on younger services out there but I feel like people need to know like how to get more services and I feel like once I am older I don't know what adult services are out there and that's really hard because there need to be more adult services and that's what we need. Definitely. These are some topics that have come up in so many of our conversations on Spectrum Sundays, but I want to go back to how you mentioned that it was difficult maybe for you to make friends growing up. So do, do you think that was one of your main challenges? Yeah, like a really quick story. So I had a birthday party when I was seven and I invited all my friends from church and school and, you know, all my friends from church and I invited them to invite me anywhere else. Mm. So it was really hard. And then going through middle school and high school, you know, I felt like I switched youth groups and I went to a really great youth group at Calvary. And I think it's very incredible, like how God can use me there. And then the bridge ministry, I, I think they do just a great job how they bring kids with special needs in there. You should come sometime. I think you would really love it. I think you should make an appearance at our Linkbrook Connect ministry. I would love that. And the reason that I asked specifically if that was one of your main challenges is because you also mentioned that there needs to be more programs for people to make social relationships. Yeah, I think a really important part of that, too, is making sure that those are spaces not only for people with special needs, but that integrates people with and without disabilities or with and without autism. Yeah. And so there's one that popped up in my mind whenever we were talking about sharing resources is the Unified Champion Schools Program with Special Olympics. So that brings in both people with disabilities and without disabilities so they can play together on a team. And naturally you build relationships whenever you're working as a team and working toward a common goal. So if anyone out there is interested and has a heart for people with disabilities or just wants to be kind to one another and make new friends, I think that's a really great way to get Yeah, started. and if you need me to come speak at that place, that'd be great. I'd love to come speak at that place. So. I am looking for more places to speak at, and I think it would be great um, to pick you guys' brains or Francesca's brain about maybe coming to speak. At, yeah, that'd be so cool. Speak at some of the pageant, like if other people know about stuff about autism, I could pick their brains about maybe speak at their schools. That would be amazing. And it seems then that you are able to find the silver lining in all situations, which is, I think, personally a skill, something that you usually have to work at, but it seems like it comes so innate for you. And um, I just want to know a little bit more, what are some of those positive assets or traits that you think you possess that helps make you who you are? I think number one is being kind. Number two is just being fundraising. Number three is just going to help and volunteer in your community, um, working, um, helping one another, um, being a role model, and then also um, knowing that God has your side and God is very amazing in life. Oh gosh, I, I love hearing your story. And the more I learn about you, Ben, you really do serve as an inspiration for other people because you, you don't let limitations no. play any role in your life. And I think one way that we can 
bridge a gap from those who feel like they're limited in spaces, maybe socially or face-to-face -face, is through social media. So that opens up a huge platform for people to feel accepted and in community with one another. Are there any autism related yeah. social media accounts that you like to follow that help you with that? Or yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say one thing before we go to that. Um, you know, I have two older brothers and I look up to them. If they wanted to do it, I wanted to do it. And when you said about my story, I never grew up with any sisters. So it was really hard not having sisters in the house, but I really would love to adopt you two as part of my sisters. I mean, you are part of the, so if you're part of my family, you're always part of my family. And I just think it's really incredible. Um, I call myself, if, when you're a heart tramp, you're always a heart tramp. That's all I say. <laughs> well, thank you. That really means so much to us. And we consider all of our guests on Spectrum Sundays a part of our family too. So it goes both ways, Ben. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, um, you said about people with autism. So I have a couple of connections and I think you should reach out to these people. Um, I have a great friend. His name is uh, Jamal Owens. He has a son with autism and he um, has a podcast called The Awesome Show. And I think he's really incredible. Um, I think you should have him on one Sunday. And I think he's a great guy. I should send you his Instagram, but he's a great role model, great um he, he, he has a, his son's name is Shane. He loves trains. And I think he's a great guy to look up to. And I think he's a great atmosphere of what he does. Um, I love what he does on different stuff. And I think of Rachel Barcelona a lot. Um, I think what um, she has autism. She's going to be in a movie, which is really incredible. She's on a show with uh, Tyra and uh, uh, the chapter Youth's Hero show. I think it's really cool. I didn't um, know she was going to be in a movie. That's news to me. Yeah, she just posted on Facebook, on Twitter, Instagram, like she's going to be in a movie, which is really incredible. I mean, I, I look up to her as well. I'm like, she's really a great role model for the autism. And I think what she's doing, and I'm hoping she wins uh, Miss America someday. Yes. And I think it's so important, like we've mentioned before, having that community and having those people to lean on. Um, not only as inspiration, but just to also as a little bit of support and help. Yeah. And as we're starting to wrap up today, what are some practical ways you would encourage others to be actively involved in embracing and empowering the autism community who might not be part of the community already? Oh, yeah. Um, I would say um, meet, meet new friends. Um, I would say go and um, hang out with them, go invite them, and go um, chat with them, make them happy. Yeah, keep an open mind and appreciate differences along the way. Yeah. Well, Ben, you have so much fun energy. So I think this next segment of our episode is going to be a lot of fun. This is our rapid fire round. So we're just going to throw a few things at you and we want you to just answer in a word or less. These are just meant to be questions to get and to you. Megan, at the end, we could talk about Mr. America. <laughs> I <have> this idea. <laughs> okay, well, let's throw one in there. If you were Mr. America, what would be your talent? Uh... If, if I was Mr. America or represent Mr. Pennsylvania, I would probably, um, I, my talent would probably be singing. Okay, speaking. perfect. All right, what's your snack that you always eat on the go? What's your favorite? Uh, Philadelphia pretzels. What was it? Philadelphia soft pretzels. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, yeah. Oh, wah, wah. Sorry, I, I had to go Philadelphia pretzels, so. 
<laughs> okay, what is the feel-good song that you love? You know what I like? I like John Denver's Country Roads. I know the whole song, start to finish. Also a good one. Uh, what's your favorite sports team? <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles, of course. Now, do you have a reason why they're your favorite, or is it just because they do a lot of stuff for autism and they do a lot of stuff in the community? I think it's they're a really good organization. Absolutely, and that's a a more recent initiative through Jeffrey Laurie. Laurie yeah, took the stance on it, so mm -hmm. I think that's pretty cool too. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And what is your favorite TV show? Uh, probably the Ellen Show. Of course, I'm on Ellen generous. <laughs> That was a no-brainer. Yeah. All right, last one, Ben. What person would you like to give a shout-out to today? I actually would like to give a shout-out to my mom and dad and my brothers. I think they are really incredible. Um, my mom has been so supportive of me and my wife. My family, um, They. I wanted to say thank you for what you do. Uh, my aunts, I love my aunts very much. Um, and um, my family, I just think they are incredible. Well, thank you so much, Ben. We have had so much fun having you on Spectrum Sundays, and we really think that you have a unique and a fun and energetic perspective to share. And we're just so excited to continue watching you on your, your journey. So if you enjoyed this episode and you would like to learn more about Ben's story, please follow him on Instagram at BenRCT on Twitter at BennerGEAC, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash ben.heartrant. You can also visit benergy1.com to book Ben for presentations. Thank you, everyone, and we will see you next Sunday. Thank you for listening to Spectrum Sundays. We are your hosts, Francesca D'Alessandro, Miss Thousand Islands, and Miss Pennsylvania, Megan Sinisi. Please make sure to subscribe to our series and follow us on social media to stay connected to autism professionals and self-advocates. And remember, true impact is accomplished through active listening and exploring the world through a variety of perspectives. Join us next week on Spectrum Sundays to help cultivate a community of inclusion, appreciation, and acceptance around autism.